This is the Epilog Audio Experience. The language and content on this podcast may be unsuitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to History Chatter. I've been talking about the integration of princely states into independent India. This is our special series in this independence month we call it india united in the last episode i spoke at length about the integration of hyderabad i believe that episode would have given you some ideas about how nightmarish border disputes with the princely states would have been if they had remained independent sovereign states this week let me bring you another case study which is even more complex this one too survived well into india's independence in fact i will bring you well into the 1970s parts of india as you know it today such as goa were added much later but i'm not going to talk about goa Let's turn east instead. But first, let's head into the south block in New Delhi. Sometimes in August 1973, GBS Sidhu, former special secretary in the cabinet secretariat, government of India, called on the legendary Rameshwarnath Kao or R N Kao at his south block office Kao was the head of India's external intelligence agency that is the research and analysis wing raw Kao founded raw just 5 years ago Sidhu would leave for Gangtok in Sikkim the next day to take charge as the officer on special duty or osd for police there was an officially approved raw office in gangtok which was headed by an osd p sidhu was going to take charge of that office he was going to be the osd police in gangtok Kao had handpicked Sidhu for a very important mission. Thanking Kao for the confidence he reposed in him, Sidhu promised to do everything possible within his means to achieve the desired results. Earlier, Sidhu had been briefed in Calcutta and Gangtok by senior officials of RAW. Meeting Kao now convinced him further that in Sikkim he would be a party to the unfolding of an important chapter in India's history recalling his experience in a book published in 2018 sidhu saw his assignment as a collaborative effort as part really of a collaborative effort between raw and the pro democracy and pro reform forces in sikkim earlier these forces were repeatedly let down by india 
due to its policy of what Sidhu believed was appeasement of the Maharaja or the Chogyal. Deraw was given the task now of providing these pro-democracy forces a level playing field against the all-powerful and manipulating Chogyal. Diplomacy had ceased yielding the desired results. Sidhu felt that he would be dealing with the remnants of Sikkim's freedom fighters who were unfortunately left to fend for themselves after the rest of India attained independence in August 1947. Primarily, Sidhu saw himself as a political assistant to Lendup Dorzi Kazi. Now, his role, Sidhu's role was to support Kazi's goal of merging Sikkim with India. The secrecy of this operation is evident from the fact that even the primary target, that is the former Chogyal, with whom Sidhu regularly discussed uh, Tibet and China-related intelligence, never knew about his involvement. Throughout, the Chogyal and his family held the intelligence bureau responsible for their problems. Sidhu's book is a direct retailing of the actions taken by a three-member special operations team from India's intelligence agency, RAW. Now, this team uh, was obviously led by Sidhu as the OSDP. They operated in Gangtok. Their actions uh, were in response to a directive from the Prime Minister, Indira Gandhi, Indira Gandhi met uh, R.N. Kao in December 1972 and instructed him to address the situation in Sikkim. The government of India had finally decided to lift its protective hand from the head of the Chogyal. The merger of Sikkim with India in May 1975, which would follow, corrected a past mistake where India had denied the people of Sikkim the right to join India like other princely states in 1947. Sikkim, along with 565 other princely states, was part of the Chamber of Princes and the Indian Constituent Assembly before India gained independence on 15th of August, 1947. Now, Raw's secret mission about the merger of Sikkim was initiated, as I said, in December 1972 and it began in early February 1973. Only three individuals knew about it initially. Kao, of course, in New Delhi, 
P in Banerjee in Calcutta and the OSDP in Gangtok, which is, of course, our friend Sidhu. Now, Sidhu had joined the IPS in 1964 as a UP Kader officer. He quickly gained a name as an expert in handling tense situations with big and agitated crowds. He joined RAW in February 1972 and became a joint assistant director, which was equivalent in rank to an undersecretary. He arrived in Gangtok and became an OSD on August 27, 1973. Prior to the merger-related spatial mission, which we are talking about, the primary task of RAW in Sikkim was to gather intelligence about Tibet and China. The sharing of this intelligence with the Chogyal, Paldum Thondup Namgyal, had to be done. OSDP had to meet the Chogyal regularly in personal uh, meetings. When Sidhu became officer on special duty in the aftermath of the April 1973 anti-Chogyal and pro-democracy demonstrations, the Chogyal was already somewhat on the back foot. He had to sign a tripartite agreement on 8th of May. 1973. This tripartite agreement involved Foreign Secretary Kewal Singh and the political leaders in Sikkim, and it reduced significantly Chogyal's powers and set the stage for new elections in April 1974. These elections would be conducted under the supervision of the Election Commission of India. Sikkim lay in the vastness of the northwestern Himalayas with an area of 7,300 square kilometers. Distance and lack of communications had kept Sikkim somewhat remote from other princely states and from mainland India. However, commerce and contact flourished at all times. It was a protectorate of India, Sikkim, since 1890, and that special relationship continued well after independence. The Chogyal dynasty of Sikkim had Tibetan roots. Positioned between India and China, Sikkim frequently faced land disputes with Bhutan and Nepal. When the British colonized India, Sikkim and Britain began to form a more official connection. The British looked at Sikkim as a protective barrier against China and Nepal. The Anglo-Gurkha War of 1814-16 to 16 
in which the British fought against Nepal helped Sikkim in a way in reclaiming territories which previously belonged to Nepal. In 1861, the Treaty of Tumlong established a formal protectorate over Sikkim. This meant that while the British had control, Sikkim wasn't directly ruled by the British. In more official agreements followed. In 1871, for example, there was the Treaty of Titalia, which granted the British certain commercial and political benefits in Sikkim. Now, in 1890, the Calcutta Convention clearly defined the borders between Sikkim and Tibet. This agreement, the Calcutta Convention, was signed between the Viceroy Lord Lansdowne and King China's Imperial Associate Resident in Tibet. Then, in 1904, the Lhasa Convention reaffirmed the terms of the Calcutta Convention of 1890. In his book, The Origin of India's States, Venkataragavan Subha Srinivasan explains that Sardar Patel and B.N. Rao, the constitutional advisor to the Constituent Assembly, aimed initially to unite India by having the Chogyal, who was called then the Tashi Namgyal of that time, that is, they wanted the Chogyal to sign the instrument of accession. But um, in Sikkim, India's first Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru recognized a unique situation. In meetings with representatives of Sikkim, India believed it should control only defense, external affairs and communication. While finalizing this, a standstill agreement was signed to maintain the status quo. At the same time, there was a growing desire in Sikkim to strengthen its ties with India. Sikkim had three main ethnic communities, the Bhutias, the Lepchas, and the Nepalese. The Nepalese were the largest group in Sikkim. Each of these developed an individual political party. The Sikkim State Congress was led by a Bhutia leader, Prajamandal was led by a Lepcha leader, and Praja Sudharak Samaj was led by a Nepal. In December 1947, these three parties jointly demanded self-governance, an end to landlordism, and wanted to join India. Now, during this time, a delegation which consisted of leaders from uh, Sikkim State Congress and Prajamandal had a meeting with Jawaharlal Nehru. Now, Nehru expressed his belief uh, that India should not intervene in the current situation. He emphasized that Sikkim should be allowed to develop 
according to its unique character why did he do that years later p n dhar who served as the principal secretary to indira gandhi as the prime minister recalled a clear statement made by mrs gandhi she acknowledged and please pay attention here indira gandhi acknowledged that her father jawaharlal nehru had made a mistake by not considering the desires of the sikkimese people who wished for sikkim to become a part of india she speculated that nehru might have been cautious not to take actions that china would perceive as provocative furthermore there was an idea that by not integrating sikkim into india there could be a chance of china respecting tibet's autonomy now these clearly were indira gandhi's perception as she spoke to p n dhar we do not know for sure what nehru thought at the time but this episode certainly shades light on the complexities of nehru's decision making his considerations about china and the strategic thinking which influenced india's approach towards sikkim's unique status in the context of sikkim nehru's perspective appears to be guided by his idealism his vision of a unified asia and his understanding of the concerns china held in that area this led him to advocate for sikkim to be treated as a unique case nehru obviously prevailed and india lent its support to the chogyal when he opposed moves towards democratic reforms but in response to the protests on the ground the king appointed an indian officer as the diwan or the chief minister he also set up an advisory committee which included representatives from sikkim state council in sikkim the state council also served as the assembly that is it served both as the legislature and an executive it consisted of members who were elected by the people and also those who were nominated by the king in the initial years after 1947-48 there were disagreements regarding the representation of different communities in the state council the chogyal himself did not want to give up his control over the political affairs in the state however 
during the 70s, during the 60s as well as the 70s, really significant changes occurred and these impacted Sikkim's relations with India. Firstly, there was a division within the state council which led to the emergence of the Sikkim National Congress in 1960. This new political party would later play a major role in the process of Sikkim's accession to India. There were significant changes in the political leadership on both sides. The death of Jawaharlal Nehru in 1964 marked a pivotal moment. The death of his successor, Prime Minister Lal Bahadur Shastri in 1966, was also significant. In addition, uh, Tashi Namgyal, that is the Chogyal, passed away in 1963. Maharaj Kumar Thondup now took over. Thondup wanted to use this period of transition to pursue an independent status for Sikkim. Now, during this time, the late 60s, Indira Gandhi, the new Prime Minister of India, herself faced a weakening of her position especially since the 1967 general elections. She did regain power, but her majority in the Lok Sabha was reduced. Meanwhile, the aftermaths of the India-China War in 1962, which India had lost, led to the stationing of rival troops at the Sikkim border. Consequently, it was all the more important to contain border skirmishes between Indian and Chinese troops in Sikkim. The situation was indeed getting more and more sensitive and delicate. As a response to this delicate uh, situation, the two states, Sikkim and India, decided to revise their existing agreement, which emphasized, and I quote, a permanent relationship, unquote, between them. However, the Chogyal wanted a clearer commitment on India's part to Sikkim's aspiration for independence. That was gradually becoming unacceptable to the Indian leadership. By the early 1970s, Indira Gandhi decided to support the pro-democracy forces in Sikkim. Pro-democracy forces as in Kazi Dorji of the Sikkim National Congress. You will recall that as early as 1947, the Sikkim State Congress, under the leadership of Tashi Shering, wanted to have the region join India and establish democracy. However, 
the government of india rather than aligning with the popular demand for democracy and accession chose to support the chogiyal tashi sharing passed away in 1954 lenduk dorji kazi took over as the leader of the party leader of the congress in sikkim kazi actively rallied public sentiment in sikkim to replace the rule of the chogiyal with a democratic system and to facilitate the merger of sikkim with india on the other hand starting from 1967 the chogiyal began to ask for the revision of the 1950 treaty which had designated sikkim as a protectorate the chogiyal's primary request was to grant sikkim a status similar to that of bhutan please note that this demand was not made between 1948 and 1967 it may have been a gamble on the part of the chogiyal fishing in the troubled waters of the weakening of the political situation for indira gandhi she began the chogiyal began to cultivate senior indian officials both civil and military soliciting them to promote his cause he visited delhi in september 1967 and met the prime minister around this time tn call had returned to delhi from his overseas assignment and took over as secretary east um his responsibilities uh, related to sikkim sikkim indeed was part of his responsibilities during the 1970s call who uh, later held the position of foreign secretary displayed significant empathy towards the chogiyal's aspirations this empathy is believed to have been influenced at least partly by certain romantic liaisons that the palace had facilitated in 1970 call played a significant role by drafting a treaty which proposed a permanent association with sikkim when this draft was brought up for discussion during an interministerial meeting there was an interesting dynamic the attendees remained silent with the exception of general sam manikshaw the army chief this is what manikshaw had to say and i quote feel free to proceed as you wish but it's crucial that i retain complete freedom in deciding how and where my troops are deployed and operated within sikkim unquote these words spoken in 1970 hold substantial importance while considering situations like the doklam standoff between india and china for example but here i propose to stop today i'd like um, 
to take you to the thick of action during and leading to the accession proper, which was supervised by Sidhu as the special officer from Raw. That is a story full of drama, twists and turns. And that will complete our series. So do wait for a bonus episode next week where I'll be talking about the intricacies really of the actual merger of Sikkim into India in 1975. I'll see you next week and goodbye.